So hello, we're joined today by two brilliant uh, in-house lawyers, Fanny Palmieri, who is the head of the legal team at Euroclear's ESES, and Bart Guerret, who is the head of Innovation Center of Excellence at Euroclear. Together with my colleague, Alex Tolast, they will discuss digital bonds and share some insights on Euroclear's new digital insurance service. Alex, could you please kick things off by giving us a bit more color on what digital bonds are and why are we speaking about them today? Sure, so digital bonds can be defined in various different ways, but there are generally two categories. You either have tokenized bonds, which are bonds that are immobilized before rights relating to those bonds are circulated in tokenized form on a distributed ledger. Um, and second is digitally native bonds, and that's where the bond is issued directly onto a, uh, a ledger. So at the most simple, digital bonds should be seen as traditional bonds, which use DLT at some point during their life cycle. How that DLT is used depends on the government of the bonds, structural choices that are made, um, and also the operational capabilities of the infrastructure being used. The elevator pitch for digital bonds is quite simple, is that they enable great operational, operational efficiencies, which can help lead to cost savings, um, and also greater transparency, which may lead to useful data points for issuers and investors alike. Much is made of the potential for atomic settlement or near instantaneous settlement, but the cash lag can also be handled using off-chain payment rails. The digital bond market is still a nascent market, um, but there have been some significant transactions in recent years, most notably by the European Investment Bank. Um, there are some who question why there has been more activity in the digital bond space. Um, and one of the reasons for that is that the key is a key legislation called CSDR, which requires bonds traded on a trading venue to be recorded in book entry form in a CSD. Um, now, uh, one of the main advantages of the Euroclear platform is that um, the Euroclear DFMI constitutes a, a, a CSD and therefore this restriction doesn't require and therefore digital bonds issued through uh, DFMI have secondary market liquidity. Um, and with that, perhaps I'll hand back to you, Boyka. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Alex. Well, maybe kicking kicking off directly with Bart. Bart, we, we understand that Euroclear has rolled the Digital Securities Issuance Service or the DSI service, and it is the key, uh, the first key milestone of your digital financial market infrastructure strategy. Could you please tell us more about it? Yeah, for sure. So indeed, the DSI, Digital Securities Issuance, is the first service offering uh, on the DFMI, which is in fact the DLT platform uh, operated by Euroclear Bank. Uh, what does it do? It in, in fact, it facilitates the primary issuance and distribution of digitally native nodes, so digital bonds. Uh, at the same time, uh, what is quite innovative uh, with the DSI is that it connects uh, a DLT platform where the nodes are issued with, uh, with the legacy platform, the legacy component of the Euroclear uh, bank uh, settlement system so that um, the liquidity of that digital bond is not affected. Eh? So what you typically have in digital issuances is that secondary market settlement also occurs on the DLT platform. And the problem there is then that, of course, you have a limited number of investors and there is a limited liquidity. Uh, what we have here is the bond is issued digitally on the DLT platform, is also distributed, distributed to the dealers on that DLT platform, but then the notes are transferred to the legacy infrastructure and there uh, any type of investor which is already a participant of the Euroclear system can invest in digital bonds without having to connect to a DLT platform. 
That's, that's very interesting and quite innovative. Thank you. And maybe to follow up, how actually does this differ from the issuance of traditional of digital bonds through the DS, so the DSI service differ from the issuance of traditional normal bonds through the ICSDs? So maybe a first thing which is important to note is that the digitally native notes that, that are issued on the, uh, the DFMI, these are euro bonds, so international bonds, and typically euro bonds are issued either in bearer form or in registered form, uh, and then they are immobilized in, in book entry form in the Euroclear system. Uh, what we have here is not a bearer bond or a registered bond, it's a dematerialized bond, so the bond is fully digital. Uh, there is no uh, bearer underlying or no registered underlying, you, you issue immediately in dematerialized form. Uh, and then, um, so the, the, the dematerialized bond is then distributed to the dealers on the DLT platform and then it is transferred to the wallet of Euroclear Bank on the DFMI. And that uh, transfer to the wallet of Euroclear Bank triggers the immobilization process which already exists under the current legislation and that uh, allows for the representation of the bonds on, on the legacy components. Understood, understood. Thank you. I understand that the first so the first transaction which was um, done using the DFMI uh, platform of Euroclear was the World Bank issuances. Um, how did you actually in this particular transaction ensure that there was a legal valid and binding issuance and maybe actually what was the governing law uh, of the bonds. So yeah, the so the first issuance on the FMI was indeed one of uh, 100 million issuance of, of World Bank. Uh, it was governed by English law, so the notes were governed by English law. But of course, an important caveat is that the transfers of the bonds uh, uh, they are governed by Belgian law, and that is because of course the bonds are transferred on the Euroclear system, which is governed by Belgian law traditionally. So that is an uh, an, an important uh, specification there. Well, that's very interesting and, and quite complex, I guess, jurisdictional analysis there. Yeah, and indeed. Uh, yeah, and of course, you can imagine that uh, there were a lot of questions to tackle uh, because the, D the DSI is being deployed within the current legal framework, so outside of the EU D DLT pilot regime, and that also means that we had, had to check, had to tick off a lot of boxes also with our regulator, and so we have obtained indeed several legal opinions from, our, from outside counsel. And um, indeed, those opinions also included uh, conflict of laws analysis. Yeah, yeah, no, no, indeed, I can imagine. Thank you. <laughs> maybe going to Fanny. <laughs> uh, Fanny, maybe a couple of questions on how do you see the DSI service evolving? Will it be extended to other governing laws, maybe other than English law in the future? Hmm. And actually, do you think that there will be one day connectivity to Euroclear friends? So when it's related to admission of foreign instrument, uh, so meaning instrument governed by another law than the law applicable to the CSD, there is always an assessment, an analysis to make sure that there is no incompatibility in between the system governing the functioning of the CSD and the law governing the issuance. And so <clears throat> we have a lot of track records according to foreign law governing different kinds of issuance. And of course, a specific assessment will be conducted as well for this kind of specific uh, digital native notes that could be potentially governed by other laws than UK law. So indeed, that assessment will be conducted. In principle, there are very rarely huge obstacles. And so we try anytime to make sure that we can find some adjustment in order to make sure that there would be no incompatibility between the two different kinds of laws. On top of that, indeed, 
in terms of future concerning the extension of this first service to other potential governing law, there would be in the future uh, the possibility maybe as well to extend the usage of this platform to potentially other CSDs like ESCSDs and specifically Eurocare France. That will depend, of course, of the appetite and the need of the market. So the issues and as well our clients or the participants. So we will closely monitor indeed the appetite of the market for this new kind of development and we'll be ready, of course, uh, to tackle this new, this new challenge. And if there would be any kind of appetite or project by issues and the custodian activities, it could, of course, uh, reach out to, to Euroclear and the commercial and innovation team. Thank you, Fanny. I'm happy to help market players understand a bit better the DFMI platform. Is it actually licensed as a CSD itself or is it its connection to the traditional settlement platform of Euroclear, uh, which allows it for a CSDR compliance? So, as mentioned previously by Bart, um, this specific component of this project is linked to our legacy system. So, the legacy system of settlement operated by Euroclear, Franc, Euroclear Bank, sorry. And so, it was not necessary to get a specific authorization under the pilot regime, because according to CSDR, Euroclear Bank is totally equipped from a regulatory standpoint to run this new uh, technological platform to manage the issuance of digital native nodes. So reason why it was not necessary to get a, a license under the pilot regime, as well as getting additional specific authorization, Euroclear Bank was totally fit for this kind of model under the framework of CSDR that is today applicable to Euroclear Bank. Well, thank you. That's actually very good. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe going back to Pat, uh, Pat, we um, I understand that the DSI service actually enables a real-time settlement of trades. Um, maybe can you please elaborate a bit more on, on this? Uh, the DLT allows for for the automation of, of different workflows. That is also what we did here. And that's also why we could do uh, that first issuance of World Bank on the FMI on a T plus zero basis. So, um, so trading and settlement, trading pricing settlement, they were all done in a couple of hours. So amazing, amazing. That's that's actually very good. Thank you, um, and quite insightful. Um, so I I understand that the the, the cash leg, also the the settlement of the payment leg, used a digital cash, which actually represented a debt claim against your clear bank. Um, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So. Um, so, in fact, since Euroclear Bank is also a bank, and it has the ability to also uh, settle in commercial bank money, and that's exactly what has been what it what is done in the in the in the Euroclear system, the legacy infrastructure, but also on the DFMI. So there is indeed um, there are cash tokens which are called digital cash indeed, and they represent uh, a debt claim of the participant against Euroclear Bank. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I, why, why I'm asking is because it seems quite similar to what I, at least we have been hearing quite a lot about uh, in practice about deposit tokens, because deposit tokens actually evidence a deposit claim for a fixed amount of fiat money that the holder of, of such token actually has against its deposit bank. Uh, and in that case, as such, the, the technology or the DOT is used by the deposit bank merely as a technology on which to record this claim 
of its of its depositor. Um, maybe in addition to deposit tokens, um, there are of course other possible digital assets which may be used for the settlement of the payment leg uh, of the digital bond transaction. And these, of course, you include the usual suspects, which are CBDCs and stable coins. And while CBDCs are a digital presentation of a fiat money issued by a central bank, uh, stable coins are privately issued type of cryptocurrencies with a mechanism to minimize price fluctuations and provide for a stable value. Um, this stabilization is done either by linking the stable coin to an asset, uh, like a Europic stable coin, or by using an algorithm. Um, why I'm telling you all this is just because I was wondering whether uh, actually the DSI service will evolve in the future to allow settlement against such other type of digital assets like CBDC stable coins or maybe even deposit tokens issued by other commercial banks. Yes, for sure. So the DFMI is being designed as an open platform. So it has been um, it has been part of the vision from the start that that there will be other settlement assets uh, on there than the digital cash. The only thing was at this point in time, uh, we believe that the digital cash was the best solution for the settlement of the cash leg because uh, CBDC were not, were not yet there and uh, stablecoin. Yeah, we we also believe that there is a there is more risk involved with with the stablecoin and with with digital cash. Okay, understood. <clears throat> Thank you, Bart. Maybe to go to Alex now, um, as you have not asked your question so far, Alex, um, how does the DSI service differ with, from what you have seen uh, on the AB transactions and maybe other recent digital bond transactions in Europe? Uh, so I think that there are some similarities. So the, the use of private permission blockchain technology is, is an obvious one, and that has advantages such as transparency and indeed DFMI has an, an account view interface that allows you to see the, the holdings of direct participants. Um, and also Eurocrea has control over what's happening with control over the the, 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 the notary and CSD nodes. But th there are main and important differences to note. I think I think there are three ones really. The first for me is the fact that the DFMI so far is set up for English law transactions, whereas the EIB have done only French law and Luxembourg law so far. That can have an impact on the form of the notes and the intermediaries and used in the process. Um, and then the second difference, I think, is, is how the investors hold their, their bonds. So um, there is this option to, to, to um, open it as a directed participant and account on the blockchain layer, but otherwise they're going through the, the, the usual legacy systems, which means that they can rely upon their usual um, relationships with the custodians who, who are account holders under the legacy system. Um, on the EIB deals, um, the, the custody was a bit more, custody aspects more complicated because we had to put in place bespoke arrangements between investors and um, the custodians. So that there was a negotiation of custody agreements and and that sort of thing. Um, and then the fine main difference, I think, is, is the fact that um, the DFMI allows for Emission to trading of notes uh, on recognised trading venues, which wasn't the case with um, with EIB. Um, and in fact, the only other way, if you're not going through a CSD, the only other way to, to do this is if you're using the, the EU pilot regime. Um, and as you'll be aware, there hasn't yet been any experiments under that regime. Yeah, that's true. Um, thank you, Alex. Um, maybe about the cash, like if I can ask a bit more what was done actually on the IB transactions we know now now that you're clear uses digital cash but 
how about these other transactions? Yeah, so they, they've used a, a number of different solutions for the cash leg. Um, so we've seen a wholesale CBDC tokens circulating on a different DLT platform to the securities um, DLT platform. Um, we've seen settlement tokens used to create bridges between deposit bank accounts off-chain and, and, and the, the blockchain platform used the securities leg. Um, and we've also seen D T plus zero done just using usual payment rails off-chain. Off so um, there have been a number of different things done, but obviously that the, the option to have uh, real-time or settlement within two hours on, on DFMI is, is very interactive indeed. Can you please summarize for for us, what for you are the advantages of using the DSI service and how can it advance the adoption of DLT for the issuance of debt securities? So one of the main advantage of uh, this new project and product um, is to have a first step in the DLT environment without having any inconvenient related to that, specifically because you have access to full liquidity as explained earlier by Bart, because several to the primary issuance that is performed within the DLD, there is indeed this secondary market that is settled within, within the legacy system operated by Euroclear Bank. Um, one of the other advantages related to that is that the <coughs> digital native notes can be used for collateral management purposes, uh, be it in uh, transaction between two parties as well as within the mechanism of the tri-party uh, mechanism for collateral management without any specific delays. And certainly the last advantages and one of the, the, the main point is uh, the fact that the primary issuance is performed within T plus zero. Again, it, it was uh, explained by Bart earlier, but it's reduced a lot of cost and mechanism because, again, there is no bearer form, no registered form, and so you don't have to manage all these kind of aspects that we are supposed to manage when it's related to standard eurobonds. So there is a huge benefit for the primary issuance with all the advantages of the technology with all the benefit of the traditional environment related again to the fact that it is settled on the system operated by Euroclear Bank. And again, the last element is related to the cash aspect because it is not required to have CBDC stable coins, you have uh, the, the cash solution that is provided by Euroclear Bank with the settlement in commercial bank money. So it was really the perfect compromise in between the two environments, the traditional environment related to all the management of the risk aspect and uh, the, the, the benefit of using the DLT as a technology that is fit to achieve a better result in terms of uh, efficiency and rapidity. Thank you. Great. Well, I, I think we can only echo the sentiment that clearly it's a very exciting development for the market and, and we hope that um, everything goes well in, in the future. So thank you very much, Fanny and, and Bart and, and Boyke as well. Thank you. Thank you.